Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Well, hello everyone again, and welcome back to another podcast. This is Mike Cleveland. I'm here with my wonderful wife, Jody. Hi, Jody. Glad Hi. that you're joining us. Hi. <laughs> and uh, also Eric and Sylvia Hurt, and so glad again to do our our next podcast together as brothers hello. and sisters. Yeah. <laughs> And so today we're finishing our study of Colossians 3. We've called this Couples Around the Cross. And there's a reason for that. And that is that's where all the power comes from. Mm. And so we are going to look at verse 15. And uh, Eric, do you want to read Colossians 3:15? And I think you have the NLT as well. I do, yes. So Colossians 3, verse 15 says, And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? And let the peace that comes from Christ. You know, when we look at the cross, we this is where we receive uh, the peace uh, that comes from Christ. And it's to rule. It's to rule in our hearts. No longer at the cross, no longer would sin rule. And this... Um, you know, we all desire to have peace, right? Mm -hmm. And we all desire to have this love that we've talked about. And now at the cross, it gets to rule in our hearts, this peace that we've, that we've never known. Mm. Um, it was the very opposite of peace. We had no peace. Right. We had no hope. But at the cross, this peace that comes from Christ, that flows out of his love for us through his death, you know, his death brought us peace. His death brought us life. His death exhibits the love that he had for us by laying down his life. Mm -hmm. And now this, this comes to us from Christ. It, it gets to rule in our hearts. And what a difference it makes. Mm. I mean, this makes all the difference in our lives. And I love the fact that we're looking at Colossians 3, 12 through 17 in these stages that we've done in these podcasts. Uh, that, that we can really unpack as we're looking at the cross, all the wonder of it, all the, what we receive. Mm. You know, Christ received all the hatred and the torture and the beatings, putting flesh to death in his own body so that we could receive such love and peace. Mm. And what does that do? It brings much, much thanksgiving mm. when we look at the cross and see how much we've been forgiven, how much we've been loved. Mm -hmm. um, and this peace now that rules in our hearts is just so wonderful. That's a very good point. Um, and if you think about a marriage that has no peace, um, maybe the parties are fighting. Maybe there's discord, disharmony in the marriage. There's no peace. Mm -hmm. um, how do they get peace? And so, Sylvia, what are your thoughts on, on that? Well, I always thought that I was a Christian. 
and I wasn't. Little did I know that when I realized um, what Christ did for me on the cross and received that, um, that forgiveness, that love, the cleansing, the circumcision of my heart, was I able to experience the wonderful peace that he had um, given to me. And I can't explain um, the peace that in every area of my life that I have that I never had before. In, in the first place I've been able to um, even notice it is in my marriage. Mm-hmm. What I've been able to give to my spouse. And then as, um, as he's been able to receive that from me, um, then we can give that to others around us in every situation. So it's, it's amazing. Um, and, and I am always thankful, as it says, mm-hmm. and always be thankful um, for the peace that he does give us because um, it changes your whole life. When you have peace towards every situation that you are faced, it changes your whole life, and it's been beautiful. You know, it's interesting that you and I were talking the other night, and without me asking you, you brought out the fact that you have have more peace than you've ever had in your entire life. Since you've visited the cross and seen Jesus paying for your sins, making you right with God, this peace, and it shows, I wish people could see, uh, on her face oh, and, and in her heart, just the peace that radiates uh, from her. And and this peace uh, is experienced and enjoyed in marriage. We're at peace with one another. Um, I think about Ephesians 2.14 that says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, Mm -hmm. who has made the two one and has torn down the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing in his flesh the law of commandments and decrees. What does that say? It says that Jesus himself is our peace because he went to the cross, and at the cross, God, in essence, declared war on his son. Mm Mm-hmm that we might have peace. And he was on the cross and he experienced the wrath of God. He experienced animosity, enmity between him and the Father, that it might be removed from us, that we might have peace with God. Listen, when you have peace with God, you're at peace with the world. Mm. Amen. And and you you have peace in your heart and it's reigning like an umpire. And this peace, Sylvia, is what you were talking about, that you have experienced in a way that you never have before and that it shows uh, to everybody as well. So the peace that we have with God vertically is now given to us horizontally. It's a picture of the cross, right? Peace with God first, vertically. Peace with one another in our marriages, uh, horizontally. So he himself is our peace and Jody, what is your experience with this verse? I know you've actually written on this verse in Colossians 3, verse 15. What What are your thoughts on it as you look at it? Right. Well, I mean, you've laid the foundation really well in saying, and, and Sylvia and Eric did too, with the um, fact that um, <clears throat> peace comes through the cross of Christ, that, that he made peace with God. And if, if Jesus and his death and resurrection can reconcile us sinners uh, holy unholy wretched people if he can reconcile us to a holy god how much more 
can he reconcile us to one another, right? It's That was the big leap, us to God, right? Us to each other, that that's a small thing, right? So um, uh, for me, that that was the big transformation is receiving that peace into my own heart, receiving that forgiveness of God through the cross um, in my own life. And then as I as I received that peace, it it began to dominate. He says, let the peace of Christ rule, dominate, take control. Um, and that was a big thing for me because before I was controlled by my emotions, by my fears, by my um, anxieties, by um, so many things that were not Christ. And so to have that peace come in and calm the storm that was in my mind, calm the storm that was in my heart, it changed me, calmed me down, um, uh, quieted that storm. Just like Jesus on, on the boat with the disciples and he speaks peace and everything just goes silent, right? That's what it was like in my heart and in my mind. Just this bonk, total quiet. And in that quiet, you can hear the voice of God. You can hear the voice of truth. You can hear the voice of love speaking to you. And when you can hear that and you can be reassured by the love of God and the, the comforts of Christ that flow from the cross, right, then you can be calm and respond to your circumstances. No longer am I controlled by my environment or my circumstances or, or my emotions or anything. Now I'm ruled by the peace of Christ. Mm that allows me to respond instead of react, right? I can respond to you in a gospel way, in a way that um, where Christ is dominating the situation instead of me and my wants and my feelings, right? That is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I really yeah. appreciate how you explain that. Eric, one of the next phrases says, for as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. Now, what would happen if my right hand and my left hand decided that they wanted to do something different? Like, go that, no, that, yeah. go back. I got one body, but my members are at odds with one another. But what if both arms were lifted up hmm. in praise, in worship, in receiving, and then they are together in giving as mm -hmm. well? This is how we stop this fighting mm -hmm. like this. We all do this in raising our hands mm -hmm. in praise and worship of the one who suffered and died for us. Amen. And that's exactly what we see here, isn't it? <clears throat> the peace with God that we have at the cross and the peace with each other, right? Because we're all part of the same members. We're all members of one body purchased through the blood of Christ that he laid down on the altar of the cross for us. He purchased this peace for us to the Father, right? Mm -hmm. And just like he fulfilled the love, uh, the law of love, right, with God, loving God and loving others was fulfilled in Christ. And it's the same thing we see here with the peace. And it's uni unity. There's always unity at the cross. Uh, there's always harmony at the cross. And it's perfect. Perfect love, perfect unity, and that's what we see, and it's perfect peace. Mm. Like you said, it's the calm of the storm. Man, and we know about the storm, don't we, Sylvia? Our life was filled with the storm mm -hmm. before, and yet at the cross, there's such unity because we're both part, and all of us, part of the same body, working in unity, look, you know, having this peace that surpasses understanding 
and knowledge, right? It's to be experienced mm -hmm. um, between you and God the Father through Christ and then to one another. And it's just an absolute joy mm -hmm. uh, to experience this peace mm -hmm. that, that I've never known before. Right. I think that is a powerful statement, and it brings power into the marriage when we can be at peace with one another. Right. And Jesus could be, speak peace into our marriage just like he spoke it into the water, into the sea. Yes. yes. Right? We can be raging against each other, <clears throat> the wind all around, and... You know, all of a sudden, the cross comes before our eyes. Right. And what happens? Calmness mm -hmm. and peace. It says to always be thankful. Wow, how can we do that, guys? How can we always be thankful? Really? Always be thankful? What if I'm late? I miss my flight. I don't get to come home. I get the coronavirus. What happens? What happens? How can we always be thankful? Right. Your sins are forgiven, right? Yeah, I mean, there's this eternal thankfulness that flows... <coughs> Um, from the effects of the cross right in our lives we receive so much from Jesus through his death and resurrection that that thankfulness surpasses our circumstances right it overwhelms them so that even we may not always be happy about what's going on we may not like it it may not be comfortable it may actually be really awful right but there is an undergirding um, a supporting uh, thankfulness for our eternal life in Jesus that that just supersedes all that circumstantial stuff that's temporary, it's going to pass away, right? And that's really important to know because yes. what you said was that there's an underlying basis or reason for us to always be thankful. Absolutely. And that's the fact that Jesus died on the cross, removing our sins, giving us peace with God, forgiving yes. us, making atonement for our wrongs. Now look, the world says, have an attitude of gratitude, right? And that's a commandment. There is no power. With that, when I get stuck in traffic, my attitude of gratitude went out the window, <laughs> right? If, if anything happens bad or goes wrong or my circumstances aren't what I think they should be, where's my attitude of gratitude now? But when I have an underlying foundation and basis for thankfulness that never changes whether I'm late or early, which isn't dependent upon anything within me, then I can be thankful in all situations. Now, we've just been told all these things to do. Look at verses 12 through 15. We are told to forgive and to clothe yourself with love and let the peace rule and to be thankful. We're told to do all those things. Eric, read verse 16 and tell us how. <laughs> verse 16, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives, teach and counsel each other with all wisdom he gives. Sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Oh man, I just want to sing. I want to get up and run right now. That's the this is what ties it all together. Let the message about Christ what that he came to earth. What's the message? What that he was a carpenter? I think what, he was born a virgin. He was born of a virgin. That, that's probably the message. You about know, these Christ. things are all true. But that's not what he's saying. Right. He's saying, let the message about Christ, the fact that he came to die, the very thing that we're gathered around today, right. he came to die so you could live. Mm -hmm. You know, he took your sin so you, 
so that you can be uh, forgiven. You can be pardoned. He was punished, you're pardoned. Mm. Uh, he was clothed in sin, so we can be clothed in all these other wonderful things uh, that we were talking about, tender-hearted, kindness, mm. right? Above Patience. all, love. This is the message. This is the message that warms our hearts, and it's rich. It's rich, and it's life, and we're to talk about it. We're to teach and counsel each other with all wisdom. Well, where's all wisdom at? Mm. It's at the cross. Mm. Right? This Amen. is where we find it. This is where we find the peace, the anchor of our stability. Like you said about the ship, you know, we're, before we're tossed to and fro and we're unstable and we're up and down and we're all over the place. But at, in Christ, we're stabilized, mm. right? And then we teach and counsel the message of the cross, that Jesus died for the forgiveness of sins, that he was buried and he rose on the third day, that we, can, we die with him. We're buried with him. We rise with him. And as we're teaching and as we're counseling uh, to each other, we begin to sing songs and hymns, and it, we can begin to bubble over with love and thanksgiving because we're looking at the cross and seeing all of its glory and all of this love and all of this peace and all of this kindness poured out on us and all the wrath that he took for us. I mean, it tremendously just overwhelms my heart just thinking about it. I want to sing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs to you guys right now. <laughs> wow. Okay, so that's a big amen. Right. Um, and I think it's important to see that it says, let the message or the word, let the word about Christ dwell in you richly. Okay, so this, I believe, is the word logos. Let the message, but don't stop there. The message about Christ, right. what he accomplished, Amen. what he did for you, how he <clears throat> suffered in your place, how he purchased your forgiveness, mm -hmm. how he died to remove God's wrath and to make you God's friend. Mm -hmm. Let that message, that message, rule in your heart. Mm -hmm. Let it dwell in your heart. Let it, in all of its richness, fill your lives. Look, every time you read the Bible, let that message Amen. dwell in your hearts. Mm -hmm. And that's going to do all the things that you said. Enable you to teach and counsel. Look, you guys have been here for a couple of days. You've taught us and counseled us. You've used the Word of God, the cross of Christ, to do that. You didn't even know you're doing it, right? You didn't say, we're going to go up and counsel and teach. <laughs> but it just that's what happens as we gather around the cross. It just comes out. Sylvia counseled me yesterday about how to respond to an issue I'm dealing with. Now, she didn't know she was, per se, counseling me. I, I don't think you're a professional counselor, uh, right? But you gave counsel according to the message of the cross. And that helped me tremendously. And so, um, Sylvia, do you want to read there verse uh, 17 of Colossians 3? And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Mm -hmm. Wow. Constantly giving thanks. Constantly when you're looking at the cross for what he's done for you um, in every in every situation, you know, in every circumstance. Um, because we are rep representing Christ in our life in our actions, in our words, in our heart. And um, it's just, it's beautiful. Um, 
just I can't reflect enough what he has done in me and even on the road <laughs> even at the places that are hard you know to represent um, love and thanksgiving but it has definitely changed my life um, to constantly be um, looking at the cross and um, the sacrifice that he did for me I'm constantly giving thanks yeah. Amen. Amen. What does it mean in, in a marriage? I'm going to ask you this, Jody. What does it mean in a marriage to be a representative of Jesus? Right. Well, I mean, um, as as a Christian wife to you, right, whenever um, I serve you, uh, I am clothed in Christ, right? He's He's clothed me in his righteousness. I have his spirit in me. So I want to um, evidence that, right? And how I want to show you Jesus by serving you, right? Taking care of you, whatever it is I'm doing for you or with you. Um, when, when we are representatives of Christ, right? We consider other people better than ourselves. We're going to um, put their feelings ahead of our own, their preference, we're going to give them their preference, you know. These are small things, but they add up, right? And not only that, but as a representative of Christ, I'm going to bring you love, I'm going to bring you forgiveness, I'm going to bring you peace, I'm going to bring you grace and mercy. And these sound like, oh, she's superwoman, right? She's going to be, you know, she can leap tall buildings in a single bound, okay? <laughs> but it's not me doing it, right? It's Christ in me, right? The hope of glory, right? That's, that he, he manifests himself. Paul says, one of my favorite passages, he says, we carry around the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus might be made manifest in us. And that, when I understood that, that I'm carrying around the death of Jesus, I'm remembering the cross. I'm remembering what Christ did there on the cross for me. I'm experiencing his resurrection power, I'm carrying that inside of me so that he might be made manifest, so that I might be a good representative of him, so that he, you can see Jesus. And so let's say that you offend me in some way, you sin against me in some way. Am I going to come at you with the law and angry about what you did wrong? Or I can come at you with the love and the mercy and the gentleness of Jesus saying what you did wrong, but saying it in a life-giving way that gives you hope that not only is there going to be restoration and reconciliation in our relationship, but that you can turn away from that behavior. You've done this with me so many times in so much gentleness of guiding me away from, you know, um, because we all we all have the sin that easily besets us, right? Uh, that thing that just... Um, so fear is mine, and, and you have guided me away from fear so many times just by reminding me that perfect love on the cross displayed casts out all fear. And, and it, you, you loved me out of it so beautifully um, as being the representative of Christ to me. Eric, what would it be like for men in marriages to believe themselves to be the representative of Jesus Christ in that marriage? Uh, you know, what we see, you know, it's, it's, it's beyond what the world thinks, right? The world says, um, uh, actions speak louder than words, right? I need to see some action in you. I need to see some change. I'm, I need to see it. But here we see that 
whatever you do goes along with whatever you say. Mm. It's in harmony as a representative of Christ. Mm-hmm. My actions and what I say is in harmony because of the cross, because of the work done in the heart, because of his cutting and piercing. And now as a representative, as a representative of, of Jesus Christ, I, I get to give. I get to give thanks in all circumstances. I, 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 get, to, I get to love. I get to uh, emulate all these things that have been given me. As a representative, I'm speaking for, I'm acting as if I'm a representative of Jesus Christ. So, and I've been changed. And so therefore we've been given the spirit and the ability to do that. The ability to walk in this love, in this action and the words so different than the action and words that used to go together prior to Christ where it was flowing out evil out of my heart. Now it's flowing love and grace and forgiveness. This is the representative. This is flowing out exactly the life of Christ, the love of Christ, the peace of Christ, right? Yeah. And, and so now my actions at the cross, my actions and my words, what I do and say as a representative of Christ are in harmony mm-hmm. as I'm loving my wife as I've been loved, as I'm loving Mike Cleveland as I've been loved, as I'm loving Jody Cleveland as I've been loved. Mm-hmm. And it's such an absolute joy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's tremendous joy in mm-hmm. sharing the love of Christ together because we've never known it before. Mm-hmm. We've never experienced it. We've read about it and we've seen the words, but we've never experienced the power mm-hmm of this death, burial, resurrection, representative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I love it. And, and this, this representative would heal marriages. If we mm-hmm. both understood, both man and woman yeah. understood, that we are to represent Christ to each other in our marriages, uh, this would revolutionize our marriage. It would it would revolutionize it Christian uh, Christian marriages all around the world because now I wake up in the morning oh I'm a representative of Jesus Amen. Christ That's right. today now I can only think of one other passage that talks about being a representative or an ambassador yeah. and I just want to read it to you because there's one important thing lots of them but one main thing here <laughs> all right it says in Second Corinthians chapter five. Verse 18 through 20, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him for God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. Mm -hmm. How could he do that? Well, it's because he counted our sins against his son. So he doesn't count them against us. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. What is that? It's the message of the cross where our sins were removed, where our enmity was destroyed. Our old man was crucified. This is the message he's given to us, the message of reconciliation. And then he says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. Now, an ambassador is somebody who represents somebody else. And so we just saw what message we're supposed to bring to people. 
if you're an ambassador, if you're a representative, you're to bring a message. Mm-hmm. And that message is your sins aren't counted against you mm-hmm. because they were counted against God's son. Mm-hmm. That you're now free from any penalty for them. Mm-hmm. That you have nothing with which you owe. You have no debt. Right. You're free. You're free. You're free indeed. This is the message that God has entrusted to us. And he says to us, go take that message to the world. Mm. Go and speak reconciliation through the death of Jesus to all people. Mm. And so if you want to be an ambassador or a representative of Jesus in your marriage, then use the message. That's how you know you're a representative. Amen. You're speaking the message he gave you. Right. You're a herald of it. You know what a herald is? One who comes and proclaims the message of forgiveness right. and pardon. The one who says, put faith in me and you'll discover that you're right with me. The one who comes and says, now look, you died too. You know, you realize that you died. Your old man, your old woman <laughs> died on the cross <laughs> with Christ. Okay, and now you're a new creation. Believe it. Yeah. Put Amen. faith yes. in it right yes. now. You've heard four ambassadors, four representatives of Jesus Christ with the same message. That's how you know that you're a you're an ambassador. Mm-hmm. You got a message to tell. It's not a generic message. Mm-hmm. It's not a broad message. Mm-hmm. It's a very narrow message. A very narrow message of forgiveness. Right. Reconciliation. Pardon. Peace. That's the message we bring through a crucified Christ, a dead Savior who lives forevermore. As we look at this passage, guys, there's lots of help for marriages. Mm, True. We've seen this. It's a very practical um, message for people who are married. Again, let me just ask you, Sylvia, to provide your thoughts about how this could help a marriage. How anything we talked about in this passage, how could that help a marriage? Well, it's it comes with a contrite heart. I mean, if if not only one party but both parties, it helps because of course you're you're in union with your mate, but staying focused on your love of, of Jesus and grateful for what He's done for you and, and accepting that, receiving that. Um, it's amazing, and it's it's countless of the the blessings that Man. he will bestow upon you. Um, that is that's that's our life. This is our life. Um, this is our joy. This is our peace. Right. Um, it helps us with understanding. It brings to us um, just a an amazing union with our spouse, and the strength that it brings in the times of the storms and the trenches that we can get through with such much more ease than when we're trying to do it without Christ or when we're trying to do it without the cross and staying focused on um, his death, burial, and resurrection. So I'm going to summarize what you just said. Stay focused on the cross of Christ, his death, (laughs) burial, and resurrection. Powerful. Jody? Well, while she was talking, I had this very big... um, picture in my mind um, when I was in labor with one of the children, I don't remember which one, but um, it was a really prolonged labor and um, 
Mike was there and he would hold my hand through the contractions, you know, and it was a lot of pain. And, um, and the doctor or nurse practitioner was saying to me, you know, pick a focal point and then just breathe through the pain, right? Just stare at this one, pick a spot and stare at it <laughs> and breathe through the pain and you'll be all right. And she wasn't wrong. I, that worked fantastically. I was able to get through all those hours and hours, no, <laughs> really long labor with, by focusing and breathing, right? And we, and he was with me. He was at my side holding my hand while I endured this long process, right? And I feel like sometimes in marriages, it's like that. You, you need to, you need to unite together and pick a focal point, which is the cross of Christ, and breathe through. You know, just fix your eyes on Jesus together, and you will get through anything, even 32 hours of labor. <laughs> <laughs> but a baby comes at the end, so it's all good. It's all good. Uh, Eric, as you think about what we've read in this passage, and we're here to try and help marriages, we haven't per se been uh, like the typical marriage counselors that say, well, you know, communication is important. You need to develop a budget and talk about sex and make sure that you, we've just said, would you look at the cross? Would you just stop and look at the cross and breathe and then let the breath be taken away from you as you are in such awe right. of what you see. Um, Eric, if you would, we're coming to an end of our time. Close us in prayer. Would you minister this powerful message of reconciliation to a marriage that's hurting right now in the prayer yes our father in heaven we are so overwhelmed with thanksgiving because of the purchase price paid at the cross for us to reconcile us to to save us to cut us and to heal us and to unite us with such love and peace and forgiveness, part of the body of Christ, where we no longer hurt each other. You were wounded so that we could be healed. Uh, your wounds are the healing balm in our marriages and in our very lives. This is where we find peace in the midst of life storms, the focal point of the cross, fixing our eyes there, the founder and the finisher of our faith from beginning to end the alpha the omega the everything your love poured out on the tree for us your reconciliation the purchase with your blood and the overflowing that overflows into our hearts and rescues us brings peace in in the in life's uh, storms you you are the peace right. your cross your death is the peace and uh, where we're made new, we're united uh, in perfect harmony, in perfect unity. And uh, we're just so uh, thankful, Lord, just one heart, just one couple would look together at the cross and see the purchase price for them, uh, the redemption, um, just how much it cost you, and that you were willing to go to the cross, you were willing to go up the hill, uh, you actually went up there with the joy in your heart for us. You wanted to die for us. You wanted to put our flesh to death in your very own um, flesh that you took on. And so you paid the penalty and the price 
for our sin. That Why? So how? So that we could be loved and lifted up and joined together with such incredible um, unity uh, paid by your blood. Mm. And you buried us in a tomb and we rose victorious. And this is how our hearts are pierced and crushed and healed at the cross. This is how marriages are restored and reunited and better than ever. I've never experienced personally um, anything greater than the love of Christ and the love that you poured out on Calvary's Hill for us. And now we're experiencing such tremendous love. We are soaring and high above all mountaintops in our marriage with this love that's so deep and rich and wonderful. And so, Lord, please let one more heart, one more marriage experience this, to be lifted up and joined together like they've never known, and that they might be set free from sin's power, just as Jesus laid down his life and breathed out his last breath, that we may live new lives. And we just ask this in Jesus' name. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.